What's up, everybody? Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast coming at you live on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning for some. We thought we'd give you a little bit of uh, the the extra paid vacation day off after the 4th and uh, let you soak things up on July 5th. Hopefully you all had a great weekend, a safe weekend. There's kind of some stories going on about things going on all over the place that unfortunately not everybody was acting the safest, but I hope that all of you had a fun and safe holiday and uh, had some fun, relaxed, and hopefully got together with some people in a in a safe manner uh, because we didn't really get that opportunity last year to do much of that. So um, hopefully you rebounded there and uh, you had some fun and you were safe. At any rate, I am here for the water cooler chat. And if you are new to the water cooler chat, That is where we go over a number of headlines, not only from Cincy Jungle, but Bengals headlines from our counterparts and a lot of different other blogs, official team websites, all of that. We go through a lot and uh, see some tweets, all that good stuff, talk about the Bengals. We talk a little AFC North, and then, of course, we talk about some things going on in the rest of the league. I'm Anthony Cazenza once again, Orange and Black Insider, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. If you have not done so yet, subscribe through your favorite audio streamer, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whatever the case may be, and get the show how you are able and subscribe there leave us a review if you can too just helps with the visibility a little bit and we will uh we would appreciate a review there and then of course if you like the video you can go to our youtube channel subscribe there make sure you also follow cincy jungles twitter account orange and black insiders twitter account because we stream live there as well well let's get to it and we'll start with cincinnati Bengals talk with the wide receivers, shall we? The wide receivers are always a fun group to to talk about. And let's just go real quick. This is from Instagram, and this is from the Bengals' official Instagram account, talking about T. Higgins. The T. Higgins hype train is all aboard. So you better you better get your ticket now because I think a big year is in store for this newest version of number eighty-five. A quote here that they shared the other day: uh, the Bengals. Twitter, uh, excuse me, Instagram account said bigger, faster, stronger. T. Higgins is on a mission uh, with a rocket emoji. And then, of course, you've got a quote from T. himself. My biggest thing was to get stronger. I was just really in the weight room. It feels really good, and I feel even faster. And that has been corroborated by a number of different reports, not only by we had Lindsey Patterson on, who covers the team through the Cincinnati Inquirer and the Bengals Beat podcast, um, not only by her, by many other in the media, and of course, uh, Joe Burrow himself has said he feels that T. Higgins looks faster, stronger. C.J. Uzama has said the same thing. So here we are now, a few short weeks away from training camp, and T. Higgins looks to be one of the focal points going forward. I'm I'm seeing some hellos from some people through our various channels. Hello, Frank, James, Antoine, Joseph. Good to see all of you folks. Let's move on to another 85, and this is Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. He believes that the Bengals' receiving trio could be the best in the NFL. This is from Nathan Bagley on Cincy Jungle. This was put up yesterday morning on the website, in case you did not see it. This He spoke to the Inquirer's Tyler Dragon, and you can. there's a link there on Cincy Jungle where you could go and, and – uh, 
read the entire thing there, but quote, they might be top three as a whole. They just have to go out there, put it together and prove that they are, they are very saucy says Chad Johnson to Tyler Dragon. So he believes a guy who is a pretty dang good wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals believes, believes that this group that the Bengals will be sporting this year on the field, Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, that trio could be the best in the league. Of course, all of that is dependent upon health. All of that is dependent upon the health of their quarterback, the offensive line play, and of course, the leaps that we and maturity that we hope to see not only from year two out of T. Higgins, like we talked about a number of times, but also how quickly can Jamar Chase get acclimated to NFL speed after you know not playing last year? And you know, obviously he's got the rapport built up with Joe Burrow already. So you like that, but We'll see how it goes, but obviously the sky is the limit in terms of talent and potential productivity from that group. Just one more little tidbit on Chad here. Chad doing some Chad things in case you have not seen this. This is courtesy of ESPN. This is all over Twitter as well. Chad Johnson left a $1,000 tip, not at a Mastro's, a Jeff Ruby's, not at a place like that, but at an IHOP. And uh, the ticket says... Uh, so there was something in there uh, that says basically, you know, I beat Damian Lillard one-on-one a while ago. And, uh, you know, he's de- he's done this a bunch of different times. Yeah, I beat, I beat Damian Lillard uh, in one-on-one years ago at the YMCA was the message he left the waiter or waitress at the IHOP with the $1,000 tip. So just doing some cool things and spreading spreading the love as chad often does he takes care of those in the service industry quite frequently he seems to uh make that a a priority so you gotta you gotta like that this one i found to be kind of i got i guess a little bit of a chuckle out of part of it but this is something that also brings a little bit of a sigh of relief and i guess there's a little bit of play on words there a little bit this is on CincyJungle.com, but an NFL.com analyst says Riley Reef is a, quote, big upgrade. The part I got the chuckle out of was the subheader that says he also said Reef was like having a TV in the bathroom for whatever that's worth from our buddy Nick Manchester. Go check out this article on CincyJungle.com. But, of course, it's from Adam Rank, who is a, a little bit of the jokester among the NFL.com analysts. But he says, quote, um, and this is when when talking about a team MVP for, for the Bengals, Bengals, it wasn't Joe Burrow, it wasn't Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, not T. Higgins. It was Riley Reef that became his vote for the team MVP. And he says, quote, signing Reef this offseason was a huge move for the Bengals. He's a big upgrade over his predecessor, Bobby Hart. Some of the Bengals' moves this offseason were kind of like the equivalent of replacing an older couch with a newer one that is basically the same as the old one. But adding Reef was like getting a TV for the bathroom. I, I mean, I don't have one of those personally, but uh, the sort of thing that you didn't know you needed until you actually did it. Readers who are also parents know what I mean. I am a parent and I don't have one, so maybe I'm missing out on something. If I am, and some of our listeners or live viewers do have a TV in the bathroom, and I don't, I mean, I've seen them before. You can, you can mount them in walls now and they're hidden. So you're not, (laughs) you're not watching them as you're soaking in the tub or something. Uh, But if you have that and I'm missing out, please let me know because Adam Rank seems to think that that is the, 
uh, I don't know what you want to call it. If you want to use a 1950s expression, the bee's knees or something, I don't know. Uh, just an interesting play, choice of words or an interesting kind of parallel that Rank draws there. But it is important to note that he has Riley Reef as his team MVP for the Cincinnati Bengals. Whereas, uh, you know, it's not the quarterback. It's not one of the wide receivers, that sort of thing. It, um, He's got the offensive lineman, the free agent offensive lineman that the Bengals signed here. And um, I I think he's going to be a good upgrade. I think he's going to be a solid addition. And really, if that line just kind of plays adequate, above average, they don't need to be excellent. But if you get some uh, above average play from both of your tackles, Jonah Williams and Riley Reef, I think that solidifies things quite a bit. Obviously, the interior of the offensive line has a lot to be figured out there too, but um, you know, the tackle play is paramount. Let's kind of skip. I had a couple others that I was going to get to, but uh, let's, since we're talking offensive linemen, let's, let's shoot over to bangles.com if we can. And our good friend, Jeff Hobson, who is the site manager over there, he does his version. I'm going to zoom in on this for you here. Uh, he does his version of it. We do a mailbag as well in the form of our listener questions live show. He does the, the written format version where he fields questions as well. And he does an awesome job. He always uh, plugs in little anecdotes and, and Hobsonisms, if you will, that are always enjoyable. But basically there was a question from Kevin uh, in North Dakota asking about, you know, adding um Additions to the offensive line, what's going on with Adenogy's injury, blah, blah, blah. The thing I wanted to focus on was at the bottom here, and I'll highlight it, because it is Trey Hopkins' birthday today as well on the uh, here on the 7th, so happy birthday, Trey. Uh, from what I can gather, most of the injured guys are going – I guess it's – is it the 7th? Is it the 6th? It's the 6th. Oh, gosh. I'm all, I'm all out of sorts. It's the 6th. But from, it, it – is Trey Hopkins' birthday. From what I can gather, most of the injured guys are going to be ready to go on the first day of training camp, writes Hobson. Center Trey Hopkins, who had the ACL injury at the very last game of the season, may need a little more time, but veteran Billy Price is ready to go in his place until he gets back, and it sounds like Hopkins has a shot to play the opener or somewhere close. So this kind of still is the chorus line we've been hearing about the recovery of Trey Hopkins. It's going to be cutting it close. He's doing well with his rehab. Things are looking uh, really good for him. And if he really were, I mean, really for the size of an offensive lineman, if you're really looking at week one after tearing the ACL in the final week of the season, that's a heck of a quick turnaround. So if he's able to do that, more power to him, but you obviously want him full strength and full go. Uh, and then you hope if he's if unfortunately Hopkins is not ready to go week one, your your hope is that Billy Price is rejuvenated and able to play adequate football under the tutelage of Frank Pollock. Um, I know Billy Price was one of many players who was very excited to have Frank Pollock back with the Bengals. So uh, that is an update from Jeff Hobson in terms of Trey Hopkins, and it sounds pretty good. Happy birthday, Trey Hopkins. Hopefully you, you keep healing up. Uh, and uh, I, Michael Jordan just asked, how's Trey Hopkins doing? So there's your there's your update, Michael. Uh, good to have all of you with us joining us live, or if you're unable to join us live, thanks for checking out the video after the fact. 
or the audio as well. We appreciate all the support. So get the show in the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel on your favorite audio streamer, as I mentioned earlier, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Unfortunately, a bit of not so great news for the Cincinnati Bengals also came up here. Undrafted free agent Darius Hodge was arrested for an assault charge from a couple of years ago. Um, he was one of the Bengals' six college free agent signings, and this is going to make his path to the team a little more tricky. Um, he was arrested Sunday in his hometown of Wake Forest, North Carolina. Um, he apparently hit a man repeatedly two years ago in 2019. So this is uh, this is uh, an older situation and now uh is is coming to light i guess and um so anyway he was playing uh he originally committed to playing at north carolina he ended up at marshall and he played four years there again free agent i i would assume that the Bengals probably had some indication as to um you know as to what was maybe going on or potentially going on here and that's why they did the free agent route instead of maybe drafting him. But, um, you know, here's the deal. Uh, even with this, as John Sheeran, my co-host, notes in the article on CincyJungle.com, the Bengals have 23 defensive linemen and linebackers currently on the roster. They always need pass rush help. They always need that kind of help. But uh, this is not doing himself any favors there. And, of course, we'll have updates as that goes on. But not great news for Darius Hodge there in the Cincinnati Bengals. So here – are some other great platforms and other great counterparts of ours that are putting out some quality content on the Cincinnati Bengals. This is from Bengals Wire, our buddy Chris Rowling over at Bengals Wire. He has a nice article there talking about Bengals breakout candidates, so I recommend you read this one. Go check that out. I will say this, we will be doing this not only on our show as well, but on Cincy Jungle, where we're going to be doing a little bit of the breakout players, we this has kind of been an annual t- tradition on our show and the Cincy Jungle website as well. But you can see there, Jesse Bates is the, uh, you know, one of the guys there um, that that is noted, and Jay Morrison of the Athletic tab. Jesse Bates is the team's biggest breakout candidate. Now again, this is a little. It depends on your definition of a breakout player right is a breakout player a guy who has been near stardom and becomes a star or a superstar is this uh, you know is this a situation where it's a person who was kind of back in on the depth chart and ascends to kind of a more starter prominent role and a productive player it just kind of depends but um, Jay Morrison has Jesse Bates as the team's breakout player we're going to do more on this uh, on this show and cincyjungle.com. So keep it there, but um, it, it's all kind of relative in terms of your definition of what a breakout player is, especially when we talk about 2021 continuing on, this is via Bengals wire and pro football focus. Uh, this, they have high hope the bank, the, the pro football focus, people have been all over the Bengals offense in terms of productivity and high expectations, especially from their skill position players. Uh, here's, here's the fantasy outlook. This is from Bengals wire and in uh, the information is from pro football focus, but they expect Mixon to score as the eighth highest running back in terms of, uh, you know, 
fantasy and all that kind of stuff by totaling 1,411 yards with nine total touchdowns. So that uh, that puts them a lot. uh, It puts them very highly productive in terms of yards and touchdowns from scrimmage. Obviously, you know, there's been some, he's had some uh, health issues over the past couple of years that have caused him to miss time for various amounts of stretches, sometimes short term, sometimes longer. Uh, So that's a big question. But the other big question also, and it's one that seems to point to Joe Mixon being a more statistically productive back this year is because Gio Bernard is not really in the, in the mix for a lot of that, that receiving role. Now the Bengals brought in Chris Evans. They have Puka Williams as an undrafted free agent. So maybe those are guys that hang on as kind of uh, Antonio Gibson esque uh, running back slash wide receiver weapons for the team. But as of now, uh, Mixon seems to be kind of the main guy here, and they, uh, they're they going to be relying on him. It seems like a lot of the national um, the national pundits are also saying, hey, you know, Mixon's going to put up a lot of numbers this year, and, and a lot of people believe he's going to be healthy. All of that said as well, you got to figure that the Bengals offensive line has to be at least marginally improved at some, at some point in this season, and that'll help Joe Mixon as well. So that was from Bengals Wire and Pro Football Focus. This one is just a a quick tweet I wanted to share from Joe Burrow. This was a few days ago about the um, the NIL stuff for college athletes. And Joe Joe Burrow is in favor of it. Exciting time for college athletes. Most excited for non-scholarship athletes who may have been working outside jobs um, to make ends meet, free meals, sponsored post signings will make their lives a lot easier, long overdue. So Joe Burrow is in favor of uh, what we heard recently about college athletes and um, you know how that how the NCAA is now looking at that. So we will keep monitoring that. But Joe Burrow. I'm sure, you know, had to navigate quite a bit of that, especially through two colleges. He had to navigate quite a bit of that himself. So um, that was his take as of recently on that. Now, I want to share this. This is a rumor. It seems to be pretty unfounded, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But this account, NFL Rumors, you know, it, it sometimes they're on with stuff. Sometimes they kind of just uh, put a little grapevine stuff out there, and uh, it's not always – the most reliable, but they did they did put out something interesting yesterday about the Bengals being interested in Quan Alexander, free agent linebacker. Um, also, the Saints and Packers uh, were 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 in the mix there. Now, important to note that this has not been taken and run with, with by a lot of other folks close to the Bengals. And the guy who has kind of had his pulse on a lot of inside information with the Cincinnati Bengals, Malik Wright, who, by the way, will be joining Matt Minnick later today for an episode of Chalk Talk to Talks and Bengals, another great podcast episode you're going to want to check out. Um, he said there's zero truth to that. So I, I tend to side with Malik based on all of his knowledge with the Bengals, especially during this free agency period. But that rumor was leaked, and it did note a serious XMNFL account that noted that the Bengals were interested in Quan Alexander. Now, that could have just been, hey, you know, maybe an agent reaching out to that team, maybe vice versa, quickly. You know, we don't really know the extent of that, but 
Um, you know, that, that came out yesterday and I found that to be a bit eye opening. Um, again, Malik Wright, the guy who has had his, uh, you know, he's been spot on with everything with the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of rumor mill, who they're going to be drafting, all that kind of stuff. Um, he not only will be joining our, our programs tonight, but also he has kind of shot that one down a little bit. So that's important to note, but that is floating out there. I just want to promote this one because this is one of the very first articles, I think, if not the first article from one of our buddies, uh, Bangle, at Bengal Sons, a guy who does a lot of great film breakdown along with our own Matt Minnick. He had this on all Bengals. It was his first, I believe, post on there. Uh, not going to go too far into it, but I would recommend you you read this. It's a film breakdown as to why Joe Mixon is the Bengals' best offensive weapon. Um, and uh, the 24-year-old is hoping to bounce back this season. So more Mixon hype and some film and all of that from Bengals Sons on all Bengals and, of course, on his Twitter account. So go check that out. It's a very, very entertaining Entertaining article and a great breakdown, as he usually does, especially via Twitter. He's, he's, he's all over it. Before we get to AFC North news, I want to talk to you all about Symbol. I'm sure you've heard about it now, but Symbol is the stock market for sports. And you can go to simbull.app backslash OBI for your ability to invest in the Cincinnati Bengals, really teams across a lot of different major sports, but the Cincinnati Bengals. And if you use our promo code OBI, you get a $10 deposit bonus. Uh, when we first partnered with Symbol, the Bengals were hovering at about $25 a share. They've since basically doubled, if not more, per share. But I think it's because a lot of people are feeling that they're heading in the right direction and they may be surprising some people this year. So there is still money to be made on the Cincinnati Bengals. There's money to be made on other teams as well. The Cincinnati Reds are being some playing some scrappy baseball. I believe they're in second place. I saw today in their respective division. And uh, so you can you can invest in them or college football seasons coming up to you can invest in your favorite college football team. So go to symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash O-B-I. It is the stock market for sports. And if you're a fantasy football player, if you do some sports betting, that sort of thing, you're definitely going to want to check out symbol and uh, make some money on teams that you that you care about and that you're passionate about. And, you know, it's a long-term investment. Have some fun with it. It's good stuff. So go check out symbol and use that promo code O-B-I for that $10 deposit bonus. Transitioning to the AFC North. Let's go. Let's see. Where should we start here? I guess we can start with the old Pittsburgh Steelers, who, by the way, I guess had a big fireworks show around Heinz Field, I think I read. So um, anyway, this is on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is the sister site of Cincy Jungle on the SB Nation Network covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um Mike Tomlin's message for the Steelers leading up to training camp is simple. And what is that message? Well, folks, it is about being ready, being in shape, and ready to hit the ground running this next year. So he says, quote, this is Tomlin, and now the real work begins as we step away. 
That is the thought I left the players with. We have to come into training camp a highly conditioned group ready to work. So not only stay stay out of trouble as you're away from the facility, but also stay in shape, stay well conditioned. And I think that's a big thing too this year, a big message among a lot of different teams is staying well conditioned because of the, the weird year last year where players were in and out of the facility. A lot of stuff was done virtually. There wasn't a preseason. And really, I think a lot of players weren't in quote unquote game shape. I think there were a lot of players that, um, you know, as the season began and a lot of players, especially rookies, just hadn't had that NFL speed at, in, in a game uh, situation. So, you know, I think all of that's going to be a little bit different for this year's class of rookies and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think that's kind of where Mike Tomlin, if I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think that's a, a bit of where he's coming from based on what everybody had experienced last year. And so he wants his team ready to go and to stay in shape and be serious and diligent while they're away from the facility for the next few weeks. I've shared this graphic for the Cincinnati Bengals before, and this is PFF's predictions on uh, kind of a fantasy football prediction for the Bengals wide receivers. And if you remember the graphic then, it showed T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, uh, Tyler Boyd Basically, all three were, I think Higgins was over 1,100 yards is what they what they had projected. Chase was close to 1,100 yards is what they had projected. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. I, I probably should have pulled that up. But And they had Tyler Boyd just under 1,000 yards. Well, they have pretty similar stuff for the talented trio of wide receivers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chase Claypool sitting there at 986. Deontay Johnson, 900. Deontay Johnson is kind of a... Uh, boomer bust type of guy, uh, especially last year. You know, he found the end zone a lot. He got, he had some yards, but he led the league in drops. So he is, uh, if you remember in a recent water cooler chat, Deontay Johnson had said that he's really working on concentrating, catching the football and not doing too much before catching the football. So that's a big thing. He is working on kind of the concentration lapses uh, that sort of thing. And then, of course, you've got everybody's favorite player, everybody's favorite stealer, Juju Smith-Schuster. They had have him at just over 800 yards receiving. So uh, still a lot there, and a lot of people are counting this team down and out. And Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be the same, the whole deal. Uh, but there is a lot of production still predicted there. I found this one to be – this not so much like a player's news article from – BaltimoreRavens.com, but it's it's more of a, an editorial from John Eisenberg, who is a columnist with Ravens.com or BaltimoreRavens.com, and it's just kind of the ramifications of the 17-game season. And the reason I, I wanted to share this one, there was a quote here from Calais Campbell um, talking about the 17-game season. And it says, quote, I'm sure it's going to have a lot of unintended consequences, Ravens defensive lineman Calais Campbell said last month. With the pace you go at during the season and just how every game matters, I feel like there are going to be a lot of changes when it comes to having that extra game. And so what Eisenberg notes is one change might be key players who are healthy taking an occasional game off or at least lessening their snap count in certain games with the idea of preserving them for the long haul. You may see if there is a bit of a runaway game, uh, a lopsided score, that sort of thing. You may see players coming out, starting players, important players coming out a little earlier 
than you have in recent years. You may see things uh, if if a you know if a team has a playoff spot wrapped up somewhat early. You may see you know some sitting of starters in general, like we see maybe in week sixteen, sometimes week fifteen, if a team really has it put together. Week week sixteen, week seventeen. Now, you know, when you're talking week 15, week 16, week 17, and week 18, you may see some of these teams that have a playoff spot wrapped up. They may say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to sit some guys. We're already you know, we want to be as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. So an interesting article there. I recommend you read it. Just kind of give me some thoughts that maybe not a lot of people thought about with this in terms of strategy and things that teams may utilize with their roster, with their players and all that kind of things and things that they have to think about with an extra regular season game being slated here. Let's move into, there's been a lot of hype on this guy, the Cleveland Browns, uh, their rookie cornerback, defensive back, Greg Newsom, a guy that they think can be, can move around quite a bit of a young guy, a guy who's got a lot of talent. He slid a little further in the draft than he thought. And I think that some people thought, um, but he is a talented kid out of Northwestern. They've got him, they've got Denzel Ward, and now they've also got Grant Delpit coming back who missed all of last year with an injury. Um, you know, you've got Greedy Williams. I mean, they, they've got a lot of talented players in the secondary and it's going to be a lot, a really, really cool chess match to watch between, I mean, we just mentioned two AFC North teams with great wide receiver cores in the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. You've got them. Oh, by the way, Cleveland has OBJ, Jarvis Landry, and, and other talented players in that group. Um, so, I mean, there's, and then you've got the great, great defensive back group in Baltimore. So it, it's going to be a lot of, you know, back and forth and probably a lot of big plays by both units uh, in terms of secondaries and wide receivers. There's probably going to be some really, really intense battles going here, but there's a, there's an interesting article on clevelandbrowns.com. This kid does not lack confidence. um, And, and he really is excited to be in Cleveland. He's really excited to make an impact there. And he's really excited to have, um, uh, you know, have a shot to to prove himself here in Cleveland. So he's going to get that opportunity. Uh, and I, I recommend you read it. There's more on here too. He's trying to do, he's talking about being more than just a, a great player on the field. He does talk about being a valued member of the community and doing things in the community of Cleveland, which is always refreshing to hear. So um, if you want a little bit of a profile and I guess get a little peek over the neighbor's fence, if you will, and see, um, you know, what's going on there. I recommend you check this one out on Greg Newsom on clevelandbrowns.com. Talented kid, and uh, there's going to be some battles going definitely with the Bengals wideouts and with him as well. One more on, and I don't know how founded this one is, but I guess it's an interesting conversation topic, and it is from profootballtalk.com. Um Mike Florio here, basically he's talking, the article is titled, will the Browns wait another year to extend Baker Mayfield? There's a lot of video chatter that they have about that, talking about it, debating it. Um, you know, he, he references that the Browns say they're sold on quarterback Baker Mayfield. That seems to be one of their priorities as it is with the Baltimore Ravens and extending Lamar Jackson potentially this summer as well. Um, but they, they say they're sold on quarterback Baker Mayfield, but they may, 
try and see if they they can ride this thing out another year and and if he can prove that he is the guy. If you remember as a rookie, he was pretty exciting. He beat the Bengals a couple of times. Then he kind of took a statistical backslide his second year. Played nicely last year, but I think a lot of people are saying, you know, he's propped up by a very, very good roster. If you want to call that the Andy Dalton argument, fine. Um, But the fact that he's got a great running game, an outstanding offensive line, and some talented defensive players. And then now they are actually one of the favorites in the AFC to go pretty far this year. Um, They may see what he can do and if he can continue to be a playoff and or beyond type of quarterback for them. Um, obviously the Browns need to, they need to find a long-term answer at quarterback. They, they, they're pretty sure they've got it at Baker Mayfield after all the, if you remember the Brandon Whedon's, the Deshaun Kaiser's, the Colt McCoy's all Brady Quinn's for years and years and years and years, they could not find a long-term quarterback. They probably have one here, but, um, you know, there's just a little bit of a back and forth here and some, some examples as to what happens if you kind of prematurely sign a quarterback to a long-term deal and they haven't, when they haven't proven really all that much. So um, just kind of a little bit of a devil's advocate article there and some information provided by Mike Florio and uh, profootballtalk.com. This one's just, I'll just go through this quick. I found this to be just an interesting tidbit. Has nothing, it's kind of more g- general NFL news, but there's a report here, and this is from Josh Alper on Pro Football Talk as well. Cameron Kinley uh, can delay his Navy commission and go to Buccaneers training camp. So um, he is a defensive back, and uh, he went, he's an undrafted kid, but he is a graduate of the United States Naval Academy. Um, and he was, they basically had said, you know, you're, you're not going to delay your service to the Navy to pursue a professional football career, but it appears that that has kind of been um, uh, overturned a little bit, or uh, they, they do allow for exemptions. Um, he did not initially receive one, but it appears he is going to. So um, I, I, admittedly don't uh, I'm a little ignorant as to this whole um, you know this whole path of information here so uh, I would highly recommend that uh, you you know you guys read up on this if this does interest you Um, I I didn't do a ton of research admittedly on this but I found it to be an interesting article and one you don't come across a lot and especially when you're talking about the world champs Buccaneers and, um, you know, we, we respect those who, who serve our country in the military. You know, this kind of is an interesting collision of paths, I guess, if you will. So, uh, but Cameron Kinley looks like he's going to get his chance to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. We'll see how long shot, uh, how long of a shot that is for him after being an undrafted guy. But interesting story there. Go check it out if you want a little more information on all of the background and um, all the, the, the things that go with that. I want to share this one from CBS Sports. And not un- unfortunately, it's not because the Bengals made this list, but uh, a team they do play and they start the season off with made the list. And this is by Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports. So this is the under- most underrated teams of the 2021 season. Um, and you've got here, you've got the Denver Broncos, interestingly enough, 
And then you've got the Colts, who won 11 games last year. I think a lot of people aren't really stoked on the Carson Wentz thing for them. And then, of course, you got the Minnesota Vikings, who the Bengals host in their opener here. They were 7-9 and nine last year. So, and, and some really good background, Philadelphia Eagles. So this is on CBS Sports. Um, 2021 most underrated teams, and the Minnesota Vikings are on that list there. So... Um, Take that for what you will. There's a lot of sound reasoning, I guess, for each one of those teams, but the Bengals did not make that list. Go check it out from Cody Benjamin on CBS Sports. Another just transitioning to NFL.com and some other general NFL news before we bounce on out of here in a couple minutes. We're maybe going to end a couple minutes earlier than we have the last few times, but here we go. The 2022 East-West Shrine Bowl, one of the premier scouting events you know, there's the NFL PA Bowl, there's the Shrine Bowl, there's the Senior Bowl. Um, the Combine has kind of become a different thing now, but um, these are all kind of flagship scouting events in the early spring months. Um, it's going to be held in Vegas during Pro Bowl week. So uh, it had been traditionally held in Florida. Um, it's now going to be held at the Raiders new stadium, Allegiant Stadium, and I hope to see all of you there. I'm planning to go to the Bengals game against the Raiders in Las Vegas, so hopefully I get to see a lot of you there. But um, more on that down the road as we get there. Uh, at any rate, it's going to be held in Las Vegas, so during Pro Bowl week, and so the, uh, some of that stuff's going to collide, and it's going to be at the new Raiders stadium. So scouting events kind of moving around and, and tra transitioning from the – rest of uh, well, where they've traditionally been. So uh, that is something of note, I, I guess. Let's move to where are we going next here? Oh man, there's a couple of good ones to, to left to choose from. I'm debating which order to go in here. Let's go with this one. This is kind of uh, just a, a, a Small one, number one pick, Trevor Lawrence signs his rookie deal with the Jaguars. I, I wanted to do this one because as well, I read something, a quote from Joe Schobert, who, by the way, was pursued by the Bengals last year before signing with the Jaguars. Um, he said that Trevor Lawrence has a, quote, once in a generation arm from what he's seen from practices and whatnot. So uh, that is that. But number one pick, Trevor Lawrence does sign his rookie deal with the Jaguars. So um, he is inked and ready to go with them. Let's go with uh, – let's see here. Aaron Rodgers. Can't get enough Aaron Rodgers talk. He says that he is using this offseason to, quote, work on my mental health. Um, and he said this, I guess, per the Associated Press. Quote, I focused on in the offseason about how to take care of myself, the total package. Um, it was a news conference for the match. Uh, not just my physical self with my workouts, but my spiritual self with my own mindful practices, my mental health as well. What's the best way to take care of that? And that's what I've been doing this offseason. That's why I've taken the time I've taken and done things uh, or not done the things that I've done. And I'm very thankful for that time. I'm very thankful for the opportunity to work on my mental health. I haven't dealt with bouts of depression or anything 
like that for whatever reason are okay to talk about if you're talking about mental health. I've just been really trying to think about what puts me in the best frame of mind. Look, I know there's been a lot of uh, drama with this whole Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers thing, but I think we can all kind of respect when someone to unplug, uh, so to speak, and kind of detach themselves. Maybe it hasn't been received in the best of ways, but I think we can kind of all relate in some way where you say, hey, you know, I just need to kind of unwind for a little bit. I need to take a step away. And especially when you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers, one of the most high profile players in one of the most high profile sports in all of the world, um, you know, the fact that he is, you know, taking some quote unquote me time, um, you know, I, I, I know that's been frowned upon by some in some circles, but uh, I think you can kind of respect some of that. Um, and then, quote, sometimes the loudest person in the room is not the smartest person. Roger said sometimes the loudest person in the room is not the person who has all the facts on their side or the truth on their side. Sometimes there's a lot of wisdom in silence. Sometimes there's a lot of wisdom in being selective on what you say. This offseason, I spent a lot of time working on myself. So Aaron Rodgers is, uh, like I said, kind of giving him some some me time, I guess. And uh, so I don't know. Uh, that's if you if you don't respect it, understandable, I guess. But uh, I, I I can see where he's coming from on a number of different levels on that to need the need to unplug, etc. Um, last one. And I, I'm kind of, um, it's going to be a surprise to me because I didn't really read this one. I wanted to read it on air to see where these folks went, but the 2021 NFL season, which NFL fan base most deserves a Super Bowl title? This is on NFL.com. Um, so this is a video here. Uh, there is a video here, but um, there's also a number of analysts that talk about, um, you know, Joe Thomas notes the Green Bay Packers as we talk about Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, Mark Ross says, let's go Buffalo. Um, noting them, Cleveland Browns, Scott Pioli. That's not all that shocking. Um, so Cleveland Browns there, Cleveland Browns by Maurice Jones, Drew, and no Bengals, it appears. No one talking about the Bengals down here on here, but some Cleveland Browns talk, some Buffalo talk, and then uh, there's a video here about the Browns are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So unfortunately, no Bengals. I surprised myself on that one too. I didn't read it beforehand. I wanted to read it here because I thought it was going to be, um, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a ta-da and it wasn't, but at any rate, uh, Hey, we're going to get on out of here. We we've uh, still gone a little over 40 minutes, talked about a lot of different things with the Bengals, the AFC North and the NFL on the water cooler chat. Again, hope you all had a great 4th of July holiday. I hope that you, you you tune in a little bit later today. We've got Matt Minnick talking with Malik Wright and the outlook on the Cincinnati Bengals. Both those guys think they've got some high hopes for the Cincinnati Bengals. So tune in live for that later today. I believe it's at 6 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken, on all of our platforms, our YouTube channel, Cincy Jungle Facebook, the Twitter accounts. And then, of course, if you can't join us live for that, you can put it on your queue for your on your favorite audio streamer. You can go on YouTube and check it out as well. Hey, 
Do me a favor too, subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Orange and Black Insider. Give us a thumbs up on this video and uh, hit the, the notifications button. I saw some people talking. They didn't. They weren't notified that we were going live. So you got to make sure you click that notifications button to get notified when we are going live so you can join us and we can, we can chat. We can talk. Why not? We've got more coming for you this week. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. This has been the... July 6th, Tuesday, Bengals and NFL water cooler chat. I'm Anthony Cazenza with Cincy Jungle and the Orange and Black Insider. We'll see you next time.